Welcome to the Healthy Doctor Podcast, where we host conversations pertaining to physician well-being. I'm Dr. Steve Sartori, and I'm the director of the Center for Well-Being at Christian Medical and Dental Associations. On this episode of The Healthy Doctor, we'll be talking about the topic of moral injury. And my guest on this episode is Dr. Frauke Schaefer. Dr. Schaefer is a psychiatrist who served seven years as a medical missionary in Nepal prior to her training in psychiatry and psychotherapy at a Christian psychiatric hospital in Germany and later completing her psychiatry residence at Duke University. Her private practice provides mental health services for many global workers and their children. She provides clinical care and consultations utilizing telemedicine and video conferencing and travels frequently for teaching and consulting. Her research has focused on trauma and resilience among cross-cultural missionaries, especially spiritual factors and the consequences of trauma. And she is co-editor and co-author of the book, Trauma and Resilience. She and her husband, Charlie, a psychologist and counselor, are members of Barnabas International, a mission organization focused on providing counseling and pastoral care to missionaries. In partnership with Alongside Ministries near Kalamazoo, Michigan, she helps facilitate retreats for healthcare missionaries. Since the concept of moral injury is new to many, yet common to many, I look forward to talking with Frauke about this. Welcome, Frauke. Thanks for joining us today on the Healthy Doctor podcast, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us. You're so welcome. I, uh, I'm excited to be part of this. Well, thanks. I introduced the topic a bit, and the topic for today is moral injury. And I know it's something that uh, you have studied and have familiarity with, but I don't think our listening audience knows a whole lot about that topic, if you don't mind introducing it to us. Yes, I'd like to. Moral injury was uh, originally identified in the veterans population. And basically, it was rediscovered that uh, spiritual or moral issues are playing a role in overcoming traumatic life events. In recent years, more research has happened about this. It's basically about spiritual aspects of, of our life and how we're responding to uh, severe life events and suffering. So the spiritual and moral aspect of our being, you said they studied it in the uh, veteran population. So could you give a few examples of how that might show up? Let me just briefly read out a definition. There's been one around that's been coined by Litz and others, and it's about moral injury being either perpetrating, uh, failing to prevent or bearing witness, or learning about acts that transgress deeply held moral beliefs. Mm. So in, in a way, it's a disruption of what you believe about yourself, what you believe about the world, what you believe about God, uh, through something that you have experienced, and typically this is a traumatic event. Now, something we've experienced, either witnessed or been part of ourselves? Yes. Either we are an active part of it or a passive part of it, or we're just even hearing about it. Okay. But it violates our moral beliefs, or it violates our spiritual perspective of the world, ourselves, or others. Okay. Sounds like that's a deep thing, a deep hurt. Yes, because 
we all have certain assumptions and values and deep-held spiritual beliefs with which we go into this world or go into our service. And if those get questioned, literally, by uh, a certain event, then it can feel like the proverbial rug being pulled out from under us. Now, Frauke, you work uh, with medical missionaries. You work with international health workers. And where is it that you see this principle show up in the global health workers? Health workers in the cross-cultural community or missions community often work in settings where those deep-held values and beliefs are not represented. For example, somebody working in a less developed country in a government hospital and who on a day-to-day basis sees things done that are contrary to their own beliefs about the dignity of a person and about uh, what medically should be done. That is pretty jarring for missionaries. So then what does the missionary do in response to that? What are some responses you see? The missionary, I think, first experiences this discrepancy and does something with it, Uh, you know, basically would need to wrestle with it, with the reality of being part of something that they don't believe in, Mm. that is so contrary to how they would like to practice medicine, how they as a Christian witness would like to be involved in healthcare. So they need to wrestle with the expectations of what they would be able to do in such a situation. They will need to wrestle with this incredible sense of loss that this is done, these things that are not, you know, recognizing the dignity of people are done in front of their eyes. That's challenging. Sounds very difficult to deal with. Yeah. And if people would withdraw and not talk about it, either with their colleagues, if they are available, or, you know, even with the Lord, that they are in such a situation where they become part of something they totally don't believe in, you know, then this can become a burden and it can become depressing. Uh, It can, um, you know, create anxiety and it can create sort of a distance towards God. So you're saying if they don't get in a community of people or someplace where they can process this or reflect upon it somehow, it becomes internalized and hurtful. Yes. So then what uh, what could people be doing if you have a missionary community overseas to help recognize and, and work with this? What do you do or what do you recommend they do? Definitely to talk about it, if they can, would be very important. Or perhaps if they don't have somebody to talk about, maybe journal about it and express their own inner struggle in prayer to God in order to not just shut it down. We healthcare providers are wonderful (laughs) to, uh, you know, um, use a shutdown mode and crisis care mode rather than, you know, validating and expressing our emotions. So a person who would do that even to God would be able to remain more alive and actually process through it rather than just setting it aside. Well, you've pegged a lot of us healthcare workers by saying that we don't do that very well. Mm -hmm. 
I think often we are just so overwhelmed with all kinds of issues. And when we are in crisis care mode, we basically often postpone it. But if the time never comes where we sit down and uh, process some of those things or journal, it just accumulates in our hearts and then we can become cynical. So what kind of hope can you give to those of us who have stuffed or kept inside these moral injuries over a period of time. What what can you do for us or what could a counselor or a psychiatrist do? Often either counselors or pastoral counselors can also provide some help. And I think communities can help each other by sharing with a trusted person that might be able to relate to that concern. Like on the mission field, often, you know, find another colleague, even in a different country, but that can relate to those disappointments, to those losses, to those injuries that can be very helpful just to find a way to express yourself. So sometimes having a facilitator to kind of stir that a little bit could be helpful, I would imagine, as well, having someone that's skilled at navigating those conversations. Yes. If, you know, those normal peer-to-peer resources are just not enough. It's very helpful to find a counselor with who you could address that, preferably, obviously, a Christian counselor, somebody who is familiar with the struggles and concerns, including the spiritual struggles in the healthcare community. Now, I know that you and your husband, who's a counselor, work with medical missionaries, and I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, that you might deal with this issue in the international community. We do. And the more I have become aware of it, the more I have seen it. So we do two things mainly at this point. Uh, We might counsel with healthcare providers online in a safe way, either consult or even do regular counseling therapy. Then the other area where we are involved in this is with Alongside that holds a MET retreat every year. This upcoming year, it's in June in Michigan, and missionaries come from all sorts of places, uh, healthcare missionaries, to process a variety of things, burnout, uh, vicarious traumatization, moral injuries, spiritual struggles, relationship issues, and the like. So thank you for doing that. I'm sure it's a needed service, although I suspect since you've already let our audience know that we don't seek help very readily, how do we create or help facilitate an environment where we get more of this opportunity to process and converse and work with our peers and you know, this isn't really so normal among healthcare professionals. What can we do to make this happen, not just overseas, but even in our own healthcare communities experiencing burnout and moral injury on stateside? It's been very interesting to hear about something that I think the Mayo Clinic or another very well-known clinic has done to just encourage, you know, their physicians to regularly have lunch with each other, (laughs) you know, just where there is a room for talking with each other and relating to each other. I think if there would be other avenues, too, where one would intentionally get together and maybe read something or, you know, speak about 
one's experience and one's struggles in kind of a small group kind of setting, I could imagine that that would also be helpful. When we are at the med retreat, the small group discussions are highly valued by all who are there, and, and it's one of the highest appraised things of the med retreat program. Yeah, this kind of uh, health occurs well in communities. So, yes, I think even stateside, we need to do more encouraging of it. I think a Mayo Clinic article talked about the casualty of collegiality and what has happened to collegiality as other stressors have sort of overwhelmed the healthcare marketplace. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks for mentioning that. It's a good piece. Now, you also mentioned that some of this you do virtually that you don't physically necessarily have to be present with these medical missionaries or someone you're serving around a moral injury, something or other. So how is it then that you do this virtually? How does that work? Usually we have a contact with these people through other means, and then we use a secure, uh, actually HIPAA-secure online software so that we can talk face-to-face in a virtual way with people in a variety of uh, of fields overseas. Can you do that in a group setting anyhow, or is this one-on-one? I think you're talking about something that is really interesting and would probably be really helpful. We do not yet do any groups, but I know that Tumaini, a counseling center in Kenya, has started to do some peer groups, but not with healthcare providers, but with missionaries. Yeah, it sounds like there might be an opportunity there. Mm, definitely. You mentioned a counseling center, so where do missionaries typically go who have a a need to talk with someone about burnout or moral injury or, you know, depression, anxiety, mental health issues, where do they typically go? It continues to be a problem because there are limited resources only. Usually they go first to their member care department in their missions organization, and uh, then they might be referred to pastoral care providers. They might be referred to counselors that do online care. There is an increasing opportunity and resources in this regard. And then there are, in the moment, three member care counseling centers. One is in uh, Kenya, one is in Thailand, and one is in Turkey. Very good. So they would have to travel oftentimes to get this kind of help. Yes. And if increasingly there would be counselors and, you know, psychiatric providers available for the missions community, one could probably figure out ways to work in more collaborative ways so that, you know, even psychiatrists would be able to engage without putting their licensure unduly at risk. Mm-hmm. So there still are a few logistical barriers, it sounds like, to optimizing the mental health care for those serving abroad. Definitely a lot. My husband and I, we are part of an organization, Barnabas International, and we have a lot of either seasoned missionaries or pastoral care providers that do sort of the primary care for missionaries in distress. And, you know, they can then refer to other resources of care if there is a certain severity of a problem. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're also still working on that. <laughs> This uh, this is still a work in progress. Yeah. So you're working on helping to create a 
healthy system that functions yes. well to address these needs so that it's uh, collaborative and and mm-hmm. uh, really harmonizing and synchronizing well together. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Steve. Well, that sounds like a lot of work to do, so uh, you should stay busy. <laughs> uh, you can be sure about that, Steve. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, Frauke, is there anything else you would like to uh, say to our listening audience? Anything else in your mind? I think just the encouragement to consider that, you know, moral or spiritual issues are part and parcel of serving Christ in challenging healthcare circumstances. You know, it would be abnormal to not have a spiritual concern or spiritual struggle as you see death, uh, suffering, pain, loss on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's sort of an honorable wounding, and we do well to attend to those wounds and make time for it. So I'd like to just encourage people to just consider it normal self-care, to attend to some of those wounds and to some of those emotions and spiritual struggles that occur. Well, that's very well stated. I think oftentimes there's a mentality that says we ought not be experiencing these things if we're walking with the Lord, but the reality is no. We're going there. God is with us, and it's part and parcel of our growth in our human development and our Christian development. It is. And in fact, research has shown that the stronger our spiritual walk is, the more struggle we will initially experience. But as we are giving ourselves to struggling, you know, to struggle in a community, to struggle perhaps before the Lord, that then something happens that is spiritual and emotional growth. And as this growth kind of weaves itself into the fabric of our hearts, then we actually become more resilient. And even symptoms like anxiety, depression actually resolve much more than those who are less spiritually uh, focused. Wow. You've almost got me desiring struggle. (laughs) Yes, at least leaning into the real struggle Uh. that we all have. And perhaps, if anything, maybe I can encourage people to accept this as a normal reality of our lives, that we do struggle, and that it's good to pay attention to that emotional and to that spiritual struggle, because it's the beginning of a redemptive process. Mm. Yeah, redemption's a wonderful thing. Well, Frauke, it's time to wrap up, and I really appreciate you being with us here today. And if people want to find out more about what you're talking about or have access to resources, what do you have to recommend? I think the, one of the things that comes to mind is the CMDA coaching And then for missionaries specifically, the Alongside Med Retreat, people can find out on the website alongsidecares.net. And about the work that my husband and I do, I have a website, fraukeschafermd.com, and there is a section uh, about cross-cultural services. Then... Charlie and I have edited a book called Trauma and Resilience that is written with Christians in cross-cultural service in mind, but talks about spiritual characteristics that make us more resilient in the face of trauma and life events, and also mentions some spiritual practices that help us uh, move through the spiritual struggle towards growth. And you can find out more about this book on the website traumaresilience.com. 
Thank you very much. We will remind our listening audience about those resources, and I appreciate it. Thanks to you and your husband for all you do for our medical missionaries and for those who are experiencing the struggles that lead to growth, helping people to grow through their struggles. Thanks a bunch, Fralka, and thanks for being with us. It's been my pleasure. I trust as you listened into that conversation, you may have thought about some times in your career or your healthcare professional life about moral injury. It is common to many. So I thank Dr. Schaefer for joining with us and talking about that. Dr. Schaefer will be talking on the topic of moral injury at the CMDA National Convention at Ridgecrest Conference Center, May 2nd through 5th. Please register for that conference through the website. We encourage you to join us, cmda.org. If you're a cross-cultural healthcare professional experiencing burnout or you wish to join other global workers in the pursuit of well-being, please consider the Med Retreat program at Alongside, a beautiful conference center near Kalamazoo, Michigan. This 10-day retreat is scheduled for June 23rd through July 3rd and will feature general sessions dealing with the unique issues of serving in a cross-cultural setting, small group debriefing sessions, and access to professional counselors. For more information, visit alongsidecares.net slash medretreat or simply email wellbeing at cmda.org. One word, wellbeing. At the CMDA Center for Wellbeing, we help doctors and other healthcare professionals align with God optimize well-being, and maximize influence. If you are looking to prevent or manage burnout, manage change or transition or grow your leadership skills, contact the CMDA Life and Leadership Coaching Ministry by visiting cmda.org coaching or emailing coaching at cmda.org. If you wish to invite a speaker for your meeting or event or you are interested in hosting a well-being retreat, you can email wellbeing at cmda.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy Doctor Podcast. Please tune in again next month. And until then, keep working on your well-being. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.